is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. I'm joined, of course, by Brandon Adam. You can follow yes. him on Twitter at Brandon D Adam 19. Brandon, what's going on, brother? Oh, you know, just getting into these dynasty times. The, the Super Bowl's over, everything's done and over with, and time to rebuild teams and go for another championship. And dynasty, this is when it starts. Let's go, baby. It's dynasty season. Mm-hmm. We are uh, we are clearly lacking Mike today. Unfortunately, he had again real life shit that he had to go and take care of. So, Mike, we miss your brother, but uh, yeah. it gives us an opportunity to go and dive in a little bit more on these rookies because mm-hmm. I think you and I are firmly down that rabbit hole. We've been lost. Mm-hmm. We uh, we we pretty much text about it every day. So we finally <laughs> have an opportunity to come on here and, and talk a little bit more about these rookies. So, what we're going to do today for the good people is just a two round uh rookie mock is going to be super flex now we didn't really discuss if we should say call it tight end premium i mean it, it'll Doesn't move matter. the top two guys a little bit but yeah. i think trey mcbride jalen uh wademeyer he he's in the conversation for round two especially for tight end premium but yeah. i think both of those guys are probably mid round two to early round three realistically so yeah. we may talk about them we may not you're just gonna have to wait and find out um yeah, so so Brandon, let me ask you here. So we're gonna do this two round mock. Um, before we get into it, though, are there any guys that you've been say you you've just started watching film on or just started researching a little bit in the last little bit since we last spoke that really has jumped out of you? That isn't necessarily the top one of these top guys. Is there anybody that's jumped out of you? I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Just senior bowl guys. I've been looking more into was uh, Christian Watson and then uh, yes. of course uh, Tolbert. Um, the small school guys, those guys are the profile they have, um, is quite nice with the size. That's something that's different with this, uh, this, this year's class versus last year, the size is there. So yeah. a lot of profile YC or one profiles are available. Um, so I'm excited about that. So anybody over six, two is nice, man. Like that, you got to check them out and see if, especially with Christian Watson with that speed and, he, he lit up the senior bowl. People were raving about him. That's a guy that I think, in the, you know, sometime in the second round, I'll be looking for. Yeah, I think he's de- definitively going to be like a round two, mid round two yeah, pick in these days. 100%. And hell, he might be a round two pick in the real NFL for all we know, right? Yeah. If he comes yep. out and just lights the combine on fire, I could see it happening for sure. I, I think what uh, Khalil Shakir, what are your thoughts on Khalil Shakir? I've just started researching this guy. So, I mean, he was at the Senior Bowl. He did have a pretty respectable Senior Bowl. The problem is, is that at least for me, he really hasn't like he hasn't jumped off the page, right? So Khalil Shakir from Boise State is 22 years old. He's six foot. He's 193 pounds, which he does meet, you know, that minimum weight threshold, right? That we like to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what here's the crazy thing. He had a 40.8 college dominated rater, which is massive, right? Granted, he was crazy Boise state. Yeah. And he had a 32.2% college target share. So the problem is, is that when, okay, so I didn't have, we didn't go to the senior bowl, right? So we're relying to uh, to people with eyes on the ground. I haven't scouted Shakir yet. Um, I haven't done nope. watched a lot of game tape, but nope. he was comp to me as Tylen Wallace. 
Now, Talon Wallace is a nice scrappy player. He's a depth player. Uh, of course, Talon Wallace was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. I just don't know if I'm if I'm sold that he's going to have immediate NFL impact, value, right? Especially, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a guy that maybe he can, but uh, we'll see. I, I got I, I got to put yeah. more I got to put more time into him. I'm not going to give an opinion on him yet because I I really haven't gotten too much into him yet. I haven't been yeah, down so, past the th- into the third round of rookies yet. That's where that's where I'm starting to get into now. Yeah. So with his profile, his his probably median outcome is going to be a guy like like Tylen Wallace. You know, he's going to be a mm-hmm. depth slot receiver, right? So is he going to be on? Is he going to be the starter on a team? Maybe, but he's not going to have Maybe. a really immediate impact. Um, his Maybe. absolute upside is going to be a guy like Amon Ross a. Brown, right? That's that's who yeah. you look at his body type. You look at his profile. That's the kind of player that he looks like. Now, mm-hmm. Amara St. Brown, this was a guy that I was high on pre-draft, but obviously mm-hmm. I took a step back off Amara to my detriment. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I was definitely high on him because I've, I've got the, the the receipts because we were doing mock drafts and I was consistently taking Amara in round two, right? So I liked Amara. I remember. He took a step back because Detroit draft capital, right? So he went, but Amara <laughs> went to Detroit and he had elite target mm-hmm. share, but targets are earned, but there's nobody that is competing for targets for. So what is it, right? Um, yeah. so needless to say, I don't have a really strong take on Shakir. I think he's probably going to be around three dynasty three guy, just a shot in the dark, three, yep. four. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's a good player. I just don't know if he's going to have immediate impact on our fantasy team. So I don't we'll think see. we'll be talking about him today in the first two rounds. I'll be honest about Boise's egg, but appreciate the question. All right. Brandon, let's get started. We talked about this. Should we just get this going? Let's get this going, mm-hmm. baby. Let's get a graphic going on. All right. So let, here we are. We're going to do the Flex Network 1.0 Rookie Mock Draft. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Appreciate that, boys. Yeah, it's good analysis. I like his tape too, bro. But it's just yeah. it's going to be – I want to see how he tests. And then draft yeah. is going to be huge and landing spot is going to be huge. If he, if he yeah. falls on a, on a team with a pretty good depth chart, eh, your, your immediate impact is going to be um, – it's going to be suspect, right? And we, yeah. we've seen it where if if a, a wide receiver in particular doesn't show at least some sort of promise as a rookie, odds are better that he's not going to break out than that he's going to break out, which is why it's True. so important that landing spots is is a good part for for a player. And here's the thing. Does he have that draft profile where he's going to be like an A.J. Brown where we don't care where he lands, he's going to have an immediate impact? I'm not quite there on him. So it'll be interesting, but yeah. appreciate it, Boise's egg. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I'm going to get started with the 101, and I'm going to keep track here, Brandon. So we're going to come back to this, and we're going to say, what the hell was Brandon smoking? But I I know. My first 101 pick, it's got to be Brees Hall, Iowa State, running back. Um, Okay, so what I did, what I wanted to do was I I, I went and I mocked out my top three rounds here, Brandon, okay? Uh And... What I also went and I looked at, uh, playerprofiler.com is where I get all my data. I, I highly recommend for those who are data nerds, if, if you want to choose a service, play, yeah. playerprofiler.com is, is beautiful, right? So one of the things that they also have with their Dynasty package is they've got an indexed um, real NFL mock draft board, right? So this is pulling from like CBS, the Draft Network. They do their own mock drafts. And so what I did was based on that index, so it's about seven or eight different sources, right? So it's I wouldn't say it's reliable because that's a lot freaking yeah. knows, but it's but it's a real it's it's some it's at least for conversation, right? So then right. I looked at okay, 
draft capital matters, especially for running backs, right? Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker, these are probably the top three backs. Uh, the guy that I had number one on my board is Brees Hall. Traylon Burks is my number one wide receiver. So for me, Brandon, it was really tough deciding, do I want to go get Brees Hall? Get that aren't running back because we know mm-hmm. running back dries up pretty damn quick. We were talking about yeah. a pre-show today. Uh, yeah. Whereas wide receiver is surprisingly Deeper. deep this year. I, I, yeah. I mean, shit, man. If I can get Brees Hall at 101 and then assuming about the 201, go with like a Chris Olave, yeah. somebody in that line, like I'm going to be happy with that, right? Whereas if I go... Right. Uh, Traylon Burks, and then get like a Kyron Williams, yep. or a Jerome Ford, or Rashad White. Like, oof. yeah, I'm less confident in that. So for me, it's a pretty, pretty good lock. Brees Hall, one on one. Let me just real quick, Brandon, before I get your take on him, let me just read his profile real quick, okay? Sure. So Brees Hall is 20 years old. He is from Iowa State. He's six foot one, 215 pounds. He had an 18.3 breakout age, which is good, right? We talk about we want young breakout, especially at running backs. His breakout year was 2019. He has a 39.3% college dominator rating. He had a 7.2 college target share, but in his senior season, he had a 9.9% target share. That's important. For those for those at home, when you're looking at wide receiver or um a running back's participation in a passing game, if you get like around to like eight point eight to 9%, that's good. Uh, that's a good target share for running back. So, yeah. love Brees Hall, 300 <clears throat> receiving yards. Everything about this man, to me, he profiled as uh, a top running back in the NFL. Yeah. I think he's going to probably get to stay two capital. Uh, the index for him was, here we go, 58, which is, you know, round two draft capital. Yeah. So, I think that's going to yeah. be good, right? Round two is what you want for this guy. So, Brees Hall, my one-on-one, let's say you, Brendan. I think it's totally appropriate. I mean, I get that. I, it's not the direction I would have went, but it, like you said, the scarcity of position is a real thing in this draft and yeah. locking yourself up a super, uh, star stud running back at that, at the position is probably the smarter thing to do. I just, you know, you know me, I, I, I go for those high upside, high explosive guys that are fascinating. And I probably would have went yeah. Traylon Burks at one-on-one, but that is totally appropriate, and I, I totally understand it, and I, I back that as a safe one-on-one pick. Um, if, if he goes later in the second and Traylon goes mid-first, though, I mean, what do you say then? Like, do you, do you think Traylon Burks has more, more capital behind him? And um, that's, that's the question. Oh. If, if he goes high versus, you know, a late second for a running back, you know, I think teams are trying to tell you something a little bit, but you know, he is a great outside zone runner. He, he can break it. He has a little wiggle when it gets tight. Um, he, I think he does need a little bit of a line to, to be his full self. Um, unlike, you know, like, that's shade. yeah, I know I get that, but I, I, it's just, I, I prefer running backs that can create instantly on their own, especially mm-hmm. when they go to bad teams. Um, and that's Kenneth Walker to me. He's that guy in this class. I can do that, but hold on a second. You know, Brees Hall is a hold on a second. I'm cool. Hold on a second. Brandon, hold on yep. a second. Go ahead. Are you, is Kenneth Walker your, your, your top running back in this class? No. Head of Isaiah no. Spiller and Brees Hall? No, no it's, it, who's he's your, who's your top running back. Who's your top? It's Brees. It's Brees Hall. It's Brees. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're kind of like, we're, we're nitpicking a little bit, which is what we're supposed to do at this point. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's a big Okay, so choosing the one-on-one, it's this is a tough year to, to have the one-on-one. I think, you know, 
in some in past years, there's like a definitive 101, especially in super flex leagues, right? Like when right. Joe Burrow came out, he was the 101. When Kyler Easy. Murray came out, he was the definitive 101, right? When Jonathan yeah. Taylor came out, in my humble opinion, he was the definitive 101. There was a lot of fucking smoke and mirrors out there with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. JT yeah. he never wavered. Never I got the receipts, mm-hmm. never wavered. Um never. the thing about Brees Hall, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's gonna be if he if he ends up at a at a on a team where there's other backs at play like that, that's going to worry me. Of course, if Traylon yeah. Burks, let me ask you this. Okay. If Brees Hall goes to it, goes to an opportunity where he's going to be the definitive one-on-one or definitive mm-hmm. starting running back on that team. Yeah. But Traylon Burks goes to Cleveland. Are we going to yeah. ding him for, cause I've heard him mock to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to ding him for that? Because we saw that Odell Beckham on the Rams versus Odell Beckham on Cleveland. Like it's, it's clear are we making a mistake that we did with AJ Brown? Because I've, no, I've personally, I'm taking trail on. I don't care where he goes. He's, yeah. he's that kind of guy. I think he can actually help Baker much more than Odell ever could because mm-hmm. they could just move him around the formation and make it creative for Baker and not let, you know, you can lock in on Odell. It's, it's pretty easy to find him, f- yeah. figure out how to defend him with Traylon, man. He, he can line up in the slot, the X, the, the Z he could, he could be anywhere. Like he, he could be in the backfield for God's sakes. That, like yeah. he's a Debo Samuel type of guy where he can do a lot of things and he, they will manufacture touches for him. No, 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 100%. Yeah. And I, I just have a feeling that he's whoever gets him, understands the fact that he's a freak athlete that they should be using him all over the formation. And I think he, that's what makes him kind of safe in my opinion is because he can dominate from almost every position because he's just a freak athlete. And you know, it Baker scares the shit out of me. Yeah. But he was, <laughs> but yeah, he, but the guy was straight wounded all year. Like the dude yeah, was his shoulder was he, broken. Yeah. Like he was his shoulder, knee, ankle, like, he was just getting tattooed everywhere. And then as soon as that line went down, as soon as the line went to shit, that's when the whole offense couldn't move anymore. And I, I actually think Baker did himself a disservice by playing. He should have sat himself midseason and just said, you know, I can't, I can't do this. And it's just too much right now, too much of a load to carry. They should have just allowed Casey Keenan to come in and just handed it off to yeah. Nick Chubb. That's all they should have done. Yeah, no. He ruined sure. Max, Max Bex chiming in here, calling me out on my shit. He's saying JT and Burrow are in the same class. How could they both be the definitive one on one? Oh, <laughs> Joe Burrow. I'm, t- I'm taking Joe. Yeah, I was thinking more so Kyler Murray, definitive one on one. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Uh, he wasn't Joe Burrow. Hundred percent one on one. What? What a crazy ass draft year that was. Looking back yeah. on it, right? Like just the elite talent that came out that class was just insane. Insane. Rest in peace, yeah. those people who went uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But um, I think what makes it interesting is that the Cleveland Browns have the 13th overall pick. And we've sure. talked about it before. Like That's kind of like that sweet spot for the first wide receiver coming off the board. Yeah. In most years, right? I mean, sometimes you'll get the Jamar Chase's, Jalen Waddle years, the Corey Davis going early. <sighs> Corey Davis. I get it, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's going to be interesting. Okay, so I'm going to pencil you in there for yeah. Traylon Burks as one or two one or two okay so far we're not deviating deviating at all um so then at the three spot here again it's it's another question of am i going to go isaiah spiller or garrett wilson and ladies and gentlemen this is a super flex draft okay and we've not yet discussed the quarterbacks now i think if brandon had this pick he's probably going to go with his top you know where i'm going (laughs) but i'm not going to do that um i'm assuming like i'm a different team right so i'm going to go isaiah spiller here again 
it's close between Isaiah Spiller and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's my number two ranked uh, wide receiver. Isaiah Spiller's my number two ranked running back. So Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M, um, real, real NFL draft. He's right around the 51 mark. So again, middle to late round two is what his expected draft capital is. Um, Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M. He's 20 years old. Also, mm-hmm. he's one of the younger backs in this class. Uh, he might be mm-hmm. one of the youngest, actually, at 20.5. He is 6'1", 225 pounds. He had an 18.1 breakout age. Again, Brees Hall was 18.3, so let's call it very similar. He had a 25% college dominator rating, 8.9% uh, uh, percent target share, and he had a 5.5 yards per carry in college. So mm-hmm. Isaiah Spiller, again, we've talked about this guy because he doesn't have the pure counting stats that, say, Kenneth Walker has. But yet... To me, it really comes down to that ability through the air. He had 25 receptions and 189 receiving yards. And again, in that that last year, 9.8% target share. So Mm -hmm. it just comes down to workhorse back can be top. Like he's got, he's got RB1 potential in his range of outcomes. Sure. I really, I think all top three guys do. So I'm going to pull the trigger on Isaiah Spiller here. I know you probably would have gone a different direction. So what do you think? I told I I understand Isaiah Spiller. I just have when I watch him play, I just think he's almost too patient for his own good. (laughs) Like he actually like I think in the NFL speed and the NFL game, I think it's going to catch up to him a little bit. If he can just play the decision making just a little faster, I think he can be very good. Um, But like he's either going to be Le'Veon Bell or or a guy that's going to bust out like that's just not going to work. Because it's just yeah. his patience is too much. Um, I, I don't think he's as good as uh, Kenneth Walker is in the phone booth. Um, I think as a pure runner, mm-hmm. I think Kenneth Walker is better. Um, I, but I do understand. I get it. Modern football, man. Modern football, yeah. you need to stay on the field for third down. That has to be – if you're going to take a running back at the top three picks here over quarterbacks, they yeah. have to, have to catch the football. And – you know, even though I think personally as an athlete, Kenneth Walker could totally do that, but the offense just didn't show it or the coaching staff didn't want to do it for some reason. But I think a lot of these college kids are not finished products. And I think that's what Kenneth Walker shows is he's not a finished product yet. Like he can be yeah. like he can be another step. And that's what excites me about him. But Kent Spiller is great, dude. His size, speed. Um, he's a little bit of a plotter in this, like he can be ran down in the, in the secondary. He can, he can be ran down in the secondary. I've, I've watched it on games, dude. Like he can, yeah. and it's just what it is, but it's, but he gets you 20 yards. Like he'll get you that 20 yards. He's just not going to break the 40 yard run for a yeah. touchdown. Like he just won't do that, but I you know, I, I totally understand. I, it's totally fair. I, I, I like the pick. I would not argue with anybody that did that, you know, but, uh, All right. Who are you taking? If, or f- I'm four. T- Drake London, USC, oh, the six that's, foot that's, five monster, the hundred catch mon- walking monster, dude. Like he is my wide receiver too. And he is legitimately a alpha. And I think it, it's going to be a real, real, he's going to be, I'm curious where he's going to go. Cause it, the quarterback that it really is dependent on quarterback. If he gets a quarterback that will is not afraid to throw it up and just let him go be the dominant guy he is, he's going to be very successful. If he has a timid, if he has a timid quarterback, it's going to be a problem because of his separation yeah. skills 
aren't there because he's 6'5". He's not that kind of guy. He's a guy that's going to straight moss you, body you up like a basketball player, and go get that football. That's what I got. Matt, Matt's chiming in here saying, some of us haven't been burned by Nikhil Harry and Paris Campbell, and it shows. That's uh, – no. look, I, I, Drake London's a better prospect. I didn't pick Nikhil Harry. I think. Yeah, not even close didn't. to the same guy. That's, I think that's I think that's Matt's point though. It's like I haven't been burned yeah. by him yet. I don't think yeah. he's Nikhil Harry. Um, he's been mm-hmm. his his draft index is twenty two. Mm-hmm. So again, firmly in the first round. The, yep. in, the injury is a concern potentially, but yep. uh, if he's going to be if he he's able to, to test, yeah, if he's yeah. able to test, his medicals come out good. I think he's absolutely going to be a first round pick. I love 100%. Drake London. Yeah, I mean yep. USC. He's kind of your boy. I think you, you would have been crazy. I just watched too guy. much of him. I've watched too much of him. I trust him. I think he's and he's super young. Um, yep. Like he can he can literally walk in and you can give him on his second contract. He's only going to be like twenty seven. You know, like he, he's gonna yeah. he's, he could have a huge he could have a very long career because of how young he is. And yeah, he, well, he's only twenty. He's only yeah, 20 exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like he's going to have two contracts, but before he's twenty seven, twenty eight. You know, like it's just he, the guy is a monster. And when Amon Ross St. Brown was there, people were still talking about Drake London. Like, of course. But, but as soon as Amon Ra left, D- Drake London took over that offense and he had 88 catches in a partial season. Like, he eight wasn't games, even yeah. close. <laughs> like, eight games, dude. Eight games. Yeah. Like, that dude is unbelievable. Like, I, I just don't, I, I don't see how you can walk away from that type of stature of a wide receiver um at this point of the draft and i i get i get you like garrett wilson and all that i get it yeah. i get it he's a separation monster he can he's he's a twitchy athlete i like that a lot but man the yak ability and i'm telling you drake london's gonna make a quarterback it's gonna be a lot easier to throw the ball to him boys he's exactly asking what your nfl comp we, I mean, we've talked about this. The oh, oh, it's easy. Is. It's it's Brandon Marshall and T. Higgins. That's who I see when I watch him play. Like, yeah, Brandon Marshall and T. Higgins. I I, I think that's yeah, because but T. Higgins almost looks more svelte, right? Mm-hmm. See, Mike yeah. Evans was my initial comp to him, but Mike mm-hmm. Evans is heavier than Drake London. I mean, it'll yep. be I'll be curious to see what he actually weighs in at. But on the website, he's only two hundred and ten pounds, so six five, two that's ten. Like, that's that's thin. So yeah, I, I could definitely see more like a Brandon Marshall type. I can see him putting another 10 pounds on easy, easy yeah. in the first couple of years. Like he's going to be ending up, he's going to end up playing at 230 almost at that, at that freaking height. Like, and he, when he gets that big and strong, there's no DB that he's not going to be able to manhandle. Like Jalen Ramsey's going to be the yeah. only dude that's going to be able to deal with him because <laughs> he's so big. Jalen Ramsey or uh, it's. And look yeah, what he, T Higgins did to Jalen. Like Jalen put him hmm. or T Higgins put I mean, Jalen on skates, bro. Like wow, and, he, did. he did. He did with a few face masks thrown in there, but that that's that's neither here nor there. Okay, look, was it called? Was it called? Is it a so. foul if it's not called? The answer is absolutely not. Does absolutely. a tree fall in the woods if you can't hear it? No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well, so you're kind of laying me up then for the uh, the next pick. Um, yep. so for the fifth overall pick, I guess I got to go. go Garrett Wilson, right? I mean, yep. Again, we're still not talking about the quarterbacks, which is crazy to me. So Garrett Wilson, Texas A&M, he's going off the board as a five receiver. Three. There you go. All right. So Ohio State, he's 21 and a half years old. He's six foot, 193 pounds. So he's a little bit light, but I mean, you can compare him from a body type. It's like a CD lamb, right? So yep. it's not, he still meets those thresholds. He's hyper athletic. 
Hyper. He had yeah, a 29.4% college dominator rating. He had a 26.3% college target share. He had 16 yards per reception, which is, I think that's pretty damn good, right? So the thing about Garrett Wilson is that he is what you call a separation specialist, right? We look at how does how do players like Justin Jefferson win in the league? Now, obviously, to compare Justin Jefferson is bold. I'm not quite there yet. Obviously, you got to see it. But that's the kind of player that he like high in comp that he, that you can see in the NFL. And so yep. when you look at these uh, smaller stature players, um, you see CeeDee Lamb, right? He had a bit of a down year. I think in general, in general, dynasty gamers were disappointed after his rookie season this year. But that's the kind of player, that's kind of the kind of upside that a player like Garrett Wilson has. So at this point in the yep. draft, again, with a weaker wide receiver class, I'm gonna go with or excuse me, a weaker quarterback class. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with Garrett Wilson here. Shane, you leave my sense. I love T. Higgins. Get out of here, Mike. I, you know I love T. Higgins. All right. T. Higgins is so, a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. Absolutely. Okay, so Garrett Wilson, fifth overall pick. To you, Brendan. Mm-hmm. We got. Okay, this is the threshold. I think this is where you can talk about quarterbacks. Like it just right. it, and with these quarterbacks, be, this is before we know where they're going, before we've even seen anything at the combine. We haven't seen them throw with each other, throw next to each other. This is where you can deviate. Some guys may go Malik Willis, go that high upside dual threat quarterback, or you can go the way I'm going to go with a guy that can step in and play right away with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett can throw the fucking rock. The guy can move outside the pocket. He is not afraid to fit it when when it's tight. He has all the experience in the world. He threw for he had almost 500 attempts last year for 4,300 yards and 42 touchdowns and seven interceptions. That's pretty dang good. And he rushed 97 times for 241 yards, five touchdowns as well. So he has a little bit of ground game to him. He has a little bit of swag around the end zone with running. So I think he is a guy that is the closest thing we got in this draft to actually walk into a situation, actually start from day one. I honestly believe he's the only guy. Um, that's why. The first quarterback was was taken at six. It's crazy to even say that yeah. in Superflex, but that's the truth. And honestly, if it's me, and if I have the 105, 104, and if I'm trying to force a pick for quarterback, <laughs> it's time to just move away from that. Like time to go get yourself a top-end positional guy and go trade yourself for a veteran quarterback. Like that, I, I am not forcing a quarterback pick this year, period. Yeah, I know. I think that's a smart take. The thing, I mean, so Kenny Pickett, um, he is projected to be the first quarterback off the board at pick sure. eleven. Uh, we know how hungry these teams get, right? I mean, you yeah. look at the back end of the um, that call it the top ten. Let me mm-hmm. pull up the draft order here. So at the end, okay, so Jacksonville, no, they got a quarterback. Detroit Lions, they're not going to go that early. Houston not Texans, yet. I don't think they pull the trigger. Okay, Jets, no. Giants, no. Carolina Panthers at, at pick six. One. That's where the conversation can start, okay? Um, unless they go and get somebody in free agency. I've seen um, some conversations with Jimmy G going to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the NFL real-life um, calendar year season starts, what is it, early to mid-March, right? Like, running around the yeah. 10th, 7th, so, something like that, right? So yep. uh, free agency is coming in, in a few weeks, so we'll have a really good idea in a couple of, or a number of weeks here. Of who's which got teams who are actually going to be going yeah. after quarterbacks? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But so then you get to the Giants, be Chicago. You get the Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, and maybe New York Jets. Yep. No, Washington Football Team at number eleven. That's that's one. where a lot of teams yep. are confident too, and that that kind of makes sense to me, right? Um, he played in Pittsburgh, so he's played in 
bad weather look situation. Yeah. Now, I will admit, I actually don't know if it's a dome or not. So I don't want to comment on that it's specifically. Not. But my one data point that I have that I keep pointing plays to is in Heinz Field. Oh, plays in Heinz he Field. plays so at Heinz Field. Yeah. So there you go. See, see, Brandon does more research than I do. There you go. Yeah. The thing, the thing about Kenny Pickett is his hand size, right? Until I get the official mm-hmm. measurement, I am going to be just a little bit reluctant to go and pull the trigger on Kenny Pickett unless he falls later in drafts, right? I got and you. Like, we, yeah. If he gets the draft capital, it's fine. But what's mm-hmm. his true? Like, what's his upside? Is he going to be a top fifteen quarterback? Derek Carr. I think is. I think. I think that's who he is. Is Derek Carr. Um, I think he's yeah. got a little bit more swag to him though. I think he's, I think Derek Carr is a little gun shy, even though he has a, an elite arm talent, he just won't yeah. let it rip like anymore. Um, but Pickett will let it rip, man. He will. And he, he moves outside the pocket. Well, I, I, I really like him when it breaks down, like when it breaks down, he separates to me, like he throws off platform. That's what this new NFL is, man. What can you do when the play is shot? What can you do? And yeah. this guy has the mental toughness to take a hit and fit it. And I love that. I, I look for that in quarterbacks. Um, I And I just have a feeling he's the only guy I'm willing to take a shot on. Unless Malik Willis goes to like fucking the Steelers or something. Like that, that, that makes, that intrigues me a little bit. Like that yeah. intrigues me. Um, but well, besides let's talk that, about man. That let's yeah, talk about go that. Ahead. Okay. Because my next pick at the seventh spot is going to be Malik Willis at a Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Malik Willis, he is admittedly, a pro, like he, he's, he's a work in progress. I think yep. if he's going to go in and start year one for an NFL team, that's going to be yeah. an absolute mistake. So yeah. a team like Minnesota, Minnesota is a good one. That's a good one. A good, uh, could be a good landing spot for him. Right. That I could see. Yeah. Um, I like we talked that. about Detroit lions having uh, the, the Rams pick. So they're going to get the last pick of the draft. I mean, Malik Willis, after that senior bowl week, is he's not going to fall to the end of the first round. He's going to definitively no. be one of the top three quarterbacks off the board, I think. And really mm-hmm. what it comes down to here is, I mean, people ask, okay, who, who does he comp to? And the, the easy comp is Jalen Hurts, right? Yeah. Jalen <laughs> my, well, I mean, Jalen, in my opinion, is a better runner. Uh, some people, I've heard some people 100%. Say I agree with a you. better rusher, but Jalen's a better rusher. Like that to me is yeah. indisputable. But Malik Willis is a better passer to the ball. Um, yep. it's, it's kind of funny because Carson strong coming into senior bowl week, he was like, okay, strong. He's aptly named. He's got this, the best deep ball in the, in the game. He can't throw a damn deep ball. It seems like he's got the strongest arm, but he can't throw a good deep ball. Malik Willis can Malik yeah. Willis does have a good arm. And I think he had, um, with the zebra technologies, he had them actually the most revol- um, revolutions on the ball when he was throwing the ball. So what does that mean? It means he can, he can pass the ball. He can use his legs. Um, the question is, is can he compete at, at, at the NFL level? I'm, I'm not there yet, but at this stage in the draft, or rookie drafts, of course, right. you're deciding between, do you want to go Kenneth Walker? Do you want to go quarterback here because of positional uh, importance in these uh, super flex leagues? Yep. I'm going to go Malik Willis. I'm going to go for the upside, understanding that I might not be able to play him in year one, but if he develops and he has maybe the, uh, the Trey Lance type routes and he falls to the right team, hey man, there's upside there. So, that's some exactly it, it, i'm telling you but these yeah. quarterbacks that's what that's what can change a lot of these ranks is where they go um if i see him going to if i see malik willis going to carolina i'm out that i think that's a bad idea um because just because of that i think that whole staff is going to be turned over next year anyways yeah. um 
like I just don't want to see him going to a place where he's just going to be, you know, set up for failure. Like if he's in a place that has a strong coaching, like Mike Tom, I'm telling you, like Mike Tomlin, like that, that intrigues me a lot. Like that is where I would bump Malik Willis all the way up into the top four if I see him going to the Steelers. But if I don't see him going to there, I see him going to some weaker organization that just isn't consistent, then I'm out. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with him. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's going to be a theme, right? I mean, nobody's going to be all in on any of these quarterbacks. And if you are, you're doing it wrong. I, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So then for me, the next question is, am I yeah. going to go with my next top ranked quarterback? Well, actually, no, it's your pick. Never mind. It's Sorry. my pick. You. you go. You go. This is where I get my guy. This is oh, yeah. where you 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 snap up value. You take Kenneth Walker right here. Like you have to yeah. take Kenneth Walker right here. This guy is just a smaller Joe Mixon to me, a little bit mm-hmm. of a smaller guy, but he runs a lot like a J.K. Dobbins and a Joe Mixon. Like that is how I see him running. Um, I think he can carry the load. He obviously did at Michigan State when he transferred. They went all in on this kid for a reason, and they. They they ran the wheels off of him, and I yeah. like how can you not like that? Like he had he had 263 attempts for 1636 yards, 18 touchdowns for an average of six six point two yards a carry. That's yeah. amazing. The only part that is a question to people is the hands. I get that. Um, he had 13 catches for 89 yards and a touchdown, average of 6.8 yards a catch. Um, I just you know, I, I don't know if that was design or what, or if they just didn't believe in Kenneth Walker, but I'm willing to take the plunge at the middle of this round to see if this guy turns into a three down back. And if he turns into a three down back, I think he could honestly be the best player, the best running back in this class. If he gets that opportunity to catch the football, um, it just depends on how the team looks at him. But I think he's very close to a J.K. Dobbins type of runner. Um, I'm all in on Kenneth Walker this year. He's my guy. I love that. I absolutely love that. I mean, your your guys definitively this year, Kenneth Walker and Drake London. Yeah. You're very on brand so far this yeah. draft. I'm loving it, Brandon. Uh, I love Kenneth Walker. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no other way to put it. He was the first running back that I really started to dive into, and he jumps off the page. Now, yep. the thing is, is that Kenneth Walker, okay, so he did transfer, like you said, from Wake Forest to Michigan State. Yep. And he yep. didn't do much at Wake Forest, which is probably why he transferred. So there wasn't, yeah. really a, a, like, there, it wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of media hype, let's call it, mm-hmm. at, of him transferring, right? But he certainly jumped off the page with, with the numbers that he put up. Um, mm-hmm. A few things I do want to highlight here. So he's only 206 pounds. 205 yep. is kind of that yep. threshold that we look at. So his yep. type of running style, you would almost think like he, he plays bigger than he is, which yep. is very interesting to me. And so these are some stats that I found on Twitter. Um, so I don't want to, yeah, so I can't take credit for these stats, but all right. So Kenneth Walker, he was uh, number one. He led the NCAA with 89 force tackles on runs this year. Okay. So that's, that's fucking elite. Okay. That's elite. Um, this is a per <laughs> game average. This is a per game average this season in 2021. Okay. He had 97 rush yards after contact per game. He had 7.4 missed tackles, uh, missed tackles force per game. He had 2.5 rushes of 15 plus yards per game 
and he had 73 breakaway yards per game. Okay. Now, one of the players that we're copying him to here is the king himself, man. King Henry. Yep. Obviously, different body styles, but this different. is just for context, okay? Yep. In 2015, again, uh, Kenneth Walker, 97 rush yards after contact. King Henry, 89.2. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 7.4 missed tackles per game. King Henry, 5.6. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 2.5 rush yards of 15-plus yards. Right, excuse me, 2.5 rushes of 15-plus yards. King Henry, 1.9. And then finally, 73 breakaway yards per game. King Henry, 54.3. I'm not saying he's King Henry. I'm just saying mm-hmm. King Henry was a pretty damn good back. And Kenneth Walker, pure running talent, he's he's yeah. up there, man. He's number one in, in the class, in my opinion. He, I think we both agree on that. He runs the ball the best. I I I, I just I just can't say that enough. He is yeah. that dude with the ball in his hand when he's running it. The only question is his hands, man. Is he going to be a third th- three down back? But you know, in this modern football age, not too many guys are getting that full blown workload these days. Like it's just not yeah. happening. Like they, but doesn't mean you aren't an efficient fantasy player, like or a valuable guy. Like he is a guy that I think he's going to surprise a lot of people with his ability to get his hand. Like when you're that good of an athlete, you can figure it out how to freaking yeah, uh, catch the I football. Think that's fair. Like, uh, you figure it question out. is, where is he going to be drafted? His draft capital is 60, which is still round two draft capital. So if he goes around yep. two, oh, baby, wheels up. I think that's where he's going to go. Yeah. Mike Yeager is asking about our take on Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Mike, go to Apple Podcasts or yep. click the link in the show or go to YouTube because Brees Hall was our one-on-one brother. So we already talked about Brees Hall. So it gives yeah. you an opportunity to listen to us again, which is what we all yeah. love to hear. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to go now with my my personal second-rate quarterback off the board. I'm going to go with Matt Corral, quarterback out of yeah. Ole Miss. Um, yeah. Matt Corral, okay, so he's 23 years old. He's six foot one, 205 pounds. He was actually the, the only quarterback at, a, let's call it the top, quote, six, that wasn't at the senior bowl because he wasn't a senior. He hasn't graduated yet, so he wasn't there. Right. But overall, he's got the arms. He's got the legs. He is definitely pro-ready. Um, he did get injured in his bowl game, but he's expected to be ready and healthy for the for the combine. I think it was just a, uh, a sprain, an ankle sprain. It wasn't a, a pure break, which I, which is fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah. Matt Carell, he's yeah, he's he's projected to be the second quarterback off the board. It looks like yeah. So so Kenny Pickett's number one, Matt Carell's number two, Malik actually Sam Howell is number three, and then Malik Willis yep. is number four. Those are the, yep. the the round one draft capital guys. So. I'm I'm going with again. I'm going upside here. We're in superflex leagues. Um, I'm going Matt Corral. I don't know. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It kind of is what it is. What do you think? Totally fine with that, man. At this point of the draft, like this is where you can be okay with taking your quarterbacks because late first, man, it's it's a toss up anyways. Most years, um, yeah. you know, it. This is where the quarterbacks actually belong. If you actually went really by talent. Like this is yeah. where they actually would be going at on the bottom half of the first round and into the second. And I just, you know, he's a great dual threat quarterback. I, I think he's great, but I just don't like his uh, physique. I really don't, especially for a dual threat quarterback, man like that. I like thicker guys. If you, if you aren't thick yeah. in the, in the lower half, man, and you want to run the football in the NFL, yeah. Like you can get, He's, remember Marcus Mariota. Like he looks just yeah. like Marcus Mariota, man. 
He really does. And I he's six that's foot who one. I keep, I keep seeing six it foot like, one, over and over. That's, that's actually that's not a bad comp. That's not a bad comp. It's Marcus um, Mariota, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he was pretty good at rushing. He did have in twenty twenty he had five hundred six rushing yards for four rush TDs, and last year he had six hundred fourteen rushing yards. Excuse me for eleven rushing touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, I don't it's know. Scary, I, I think, dude. It's it is a little bit scary. Now that you've kind of put that that bug in my head, it's going to be hard to get rid of that one. Yeah, jury's still up, brother. If the NFL is high on this guy, then I'm going to be high on this guy. That's it, right? Hey, um, none of these just, guys. I, I, I'm just taking. I I had Matt Corral higher, and when we first started this process, I yeah. had him higher. I thought he would be probably the number one quarterback coming out, but honestly, yeah. just. Watching the other guys and just seeing the physiques of the other guys and how well the other guys throw it, I mean, and just the overall talent at quarterback in this in this draft just isn't there. Like, that's what I'm saying. If you need a quarterback to superflex, why take the risk? Just package that pickup and go get yourself somebody that's proven. Like that's yeah. just me. You know what? Like, it's not sexy, but if you have like the two point two, two point three, or something like that, and you and you need a quarterback. Like I would rather go upside with the, your first round pick at you know the two point or sorry like the one point three one point four get one of these skill guys yep. and see if you can go out and sell your pick for for like a Derek Carr or even, yep. even a Jimmy Garoppolo one of these non Jimmy G man stable yeah. I mean shit I, I wonder what Matt Ryan would go for in for dynasty value like I've been trying to sell him dude nobody wants him like I've been trying to pick. sell him you know I, I asked for a second and yeah. still. I think that's yeah. fair. Like a, a mid to late second is probably fair yeah. for him, but I'd be, totally. I'd be more comfortable rolling with one of these guys. I mean, I guess we like the sexy young, I what, know, what man, can be potential for mm-hmm. these rookies, but I just, I'm just not there yet where I'm just like, I hear you. for joy with any of these guys, but I'm going at corral. I don't love it. It's not sexy, but it's probably the right thing to do. Brandon. Yep. Who do you I think you're play? right. And, and for 10, the record, I got, we, we talked about, sorry. We, I, I know we talked about doing two rounds. I think we're just going to do round one today. And Let's we'll, do round we'll, one. We'll circle back. Yeah, we'll circle back. Yeah. All right. We got it. No worries. 10, brother. I got Jamison Williams, the Alabama sensation himself, even though with the injury, this guy, if he was healthy, he would be probably the, the second wide receiver off the board. Um, he in a real NFL draft. Yeah. And like it, he, he has all all drafts, like this, one. Yeah. Like he could be number one. Exactly. And that's why you got to take the value at the end of the first round with it. Like, I, people that didn't want to take the risk of the injury, they don't want to look at the tape for some reason. Because when he, if you will, if you watch the yeah. tape, the man produced, and the guy can legit light up the scoreboard and break away big, big chunk chunk catches. But Jamison Williams is my guy. I have where, where is he at on my list here? He's twenty years old. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's twenty years old. He's at, he had seventy nine receptions, fifteen almost sixteen hundred yards. Um, he had 20% target share in the Alabama offense, um, 67 catch, 67% catch rate. And I mean, when Nick Saban is leaning on you that heavy, that means you're a damn good player. And yeah. we, we all know these things. We all know this. The Alabama guys come out. They're ready for the NFL, man. They're ready. I learned my lesson with Jalen Waddle last year. They're ready. And this guy is that kind of guy and an elite talent that unfortunately fell just because of injury. That's it. So Jamison Williams, he is absolutely electric. 
absolutely yep. electric. He had a 19.9 college yards per reception, which is that's, that's, yeah. elite, that's elite territory. And here's the thing: he's six foot two. He's Perfect. 189 pounds. He's 189 pounds, which is really important, right? I, for me, it's that 185 mark. That's what you yeah. really want to look for: 180 to 185. Yeah. But really 185 and up. So he meets those thresholds. He's got the production. He lit the or lit, lit the uh, the college world on fire last year. 100. I love that guy, man. Absolutely, he's the kind yeah. of player that I want on my team. Um, yeah. here's a question for you from the chat. Um, for dynasty purposes, at what point Apples went up? At what point would you trade for Rand in 2023 first? Based on my research, what I found the 2023 class is stacked with talent. All right. Yeah. So that is that is accurate, but. I would say I wouldn't just look if you can get one of these top three elite talents or top three elite talents at the quarter or at the running back position that we've talked about, Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker, or one mm-hmm. of these top, honestly, four wide receivers. I, I would put Jamison Williams in that in that tier. Yeah. Uh, top tier. Traylon Burks, um, you know, guys that we've been talking about here. I would still take those guys. Now, yep. if you're willing, if you can get like, say, a 2023 first and maybe a 2022 second. Um, to go on the 1.7, 1.8. Like I would be, I would certainly be considering that because yeah. I think, it's, Kenneth, it's, it's, I think Kenneth Walker is my, the demarcation point for me. Um, if yeah, but after so, him, you can trade away picks. Like you can, you can trade so that away. Like 1.7, right? Yeah. 1.7, yeah, 1.8. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you talk about a random 2023 pick, I mean, yeah. it's, I generally like to value it as a, mid to late round pick right yeah so are do you think that the mid to late round value next year is going to be worth more yeah. than a mid to late round value this year plus maybe a second right that's what i would try yeah. to do i wouldn't i wouldn't want to just comp it one for one because no we know for a fact that if you draft these rookies now they're going to accrue value no matter what they're going to accrue value right yeah. barring something yeah. crazy so exactly. to, to go and just give it away for a straight one for one uh 21 2020 pick for a 2022 first rounder. I don't think that's worth it, but if you can get a one next year and say a two this year, yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that's I would fantastic. do that. I would encourage, yeah, you. absolutely. I would, I would um, do that. So, with that in mind, my, for my next overall pick here, um, yeah, I mean, shit, I keep going back to these quarterbacks, but I think it's the right thing to do. So, my next highest ranked player on my board also happens to be a quarterback, it's Sam yep. Howell, the quarterback. There at it is, yep. so he's your guy. Uh, or mm-hmm. actually, not not your guy, but so this year I actually kind of like him. Is, he's all right. He's all right. He's actually okay. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is I mean, people are competent. They're calling him like Josh Allen Jr. or a smaller yeah. Josh Allen. He's not Josh Allen though, right? He's only six foot one, two hundred twenty five pounds. So he's going to run into a wall, but he'll get he'll get stopped by that wall. So yep. the thing about uh, Sam Howell is that coming in like coming to the senior bowl and granted it's only yep. one week, right? So we can't just base everything off of this. He was expected to be the top quarterback at the senior bowl. And he, a lot of uh, analysts, smart people had him as like the top ranked quarterback in this draft class um, because of the dueling threat. Right. So in, in, in his 2021 year, he had 3,056 passing yards. Uh, he had a 62.5% pass uh, completion percentage, which it isn't great. He only had 24 uh, touchdowns for nine interceptions, which isn't great, but he had 828 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns, right? So you talk about that dual yeah. threat option. That's what is, it's about. Is, is he as electric? He's, he's about the same size as Malik Willis. Is he as electric as yep. Malik Willis on the ground? He's not, right? He's not. So this is going to be landing spot dependent. This is going to be going to get value 
because in super flex mm-hmm. leagues, you need freaking quarterbacks. Okay. Quarterbacks yep. matter. And the easiest time to get a quarterback is in the rookie draft. It's really hard to get these guys in trades. Would you rather have Jimmy G or Sam Howell right now? Probably Sam Howell. I would take Jimmy G. Jimmy, Just because I, I think G's, man. I understand. I, no I understand that. No, but he's he's he, he's a guy that you can put in and count on. We have no idea what these guys are going to be. Like, yeah, but like, the thing that's, is, that this is best, the point. At best, Jimmy G is going to be your like. If, if you've got to start QB two, QB three, love it. He's like a QB three, where Sam Howell could be a QB two. He could be. Yeah. So to me, it's it's close. I'm probably leaving Sam Howell. I don't hate Jimmy G, but. To me, there's just no upside. Jimmy there. G, like let's upside. say let's say Jimmy G to the Steelers. That's a different conversation then. Yeah, Jimmy exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right and, like, yeah, I don't know. What if what if Sam Howell goes to the Steelers, man? If, say that's this, a say different deal. Don't that's want what I'm saying. Up. Like these quarterbacks are whoever lands at Pittsburgh is gonna get a boost. Like yeah. no matter what, because he's surrounded by talent, great staff, like. That's what we got to think about. Jimmy G to Washington is another one that I've been hearing quite a bit about too. And they have great talent around them. And I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm curious, man. Like I'm curious to see where Jimmy's going to go and we're going to find out soon. Here's the thing about Jimmy G, right? Um, Washington, I believe it was Washington that came out and said that they would be willing to justify trading their, yeah. their pick, which is, which we already determined as number 11 for Jimmy G, even though that might be number 11, they would trade for him. Uh, what, what they've got number 11, right? We talked about, yeah, number 11. Yeah. Holy so they, they came out and they said that they could see a world where they would, could justify trading their first round pick, which is the 11th overall pick for Jimmy G because they, they, they say in the tweet, like it's, it's an, it would be an overpay, but absolutely with the, with the depth of this quarterback class, maybe they're willing to do that. I think that's a mistake. The Patriots traded them for a second round pick. Um, Remember Brandon or not, it was Mike in the chat was talking about like, remember that time when Patriots fans were upset about trading Jimmy G because they w- didn't want to keep Tom Brady. It wasn't that it's that we valued him as a first round pick, right? That's what we wanted yeah. to get. We only got a second from him. So we felt like we sold him for pennies on the dollar. Now he did San Francisco because Bill was pissed off at Tom. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. Kraft. Well, he was pissed off because Kraft wanted uh, Brady, but Bill wanted mm-hmm. Jimmy G, right? Um, exactly. He alleg- was pissed. Allegedly. He's like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. <clears throat> Allegedly. Allegedly. The thing is, is that if if San Francisco can go and get a, a, the 11th overall pick in the draft, like that's a snap call for me. If that's a snap that, call. Exactly. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to get that. I, to me, that that would be a mistake. I would take a shot. I would trade back. If I was watching, I would trade back, grab yeah. an extra pick, and then give them a late first. That's what I would do. Yeah, but then, I mean, that's a lot of moving pieces. Maybe they could get it done, but it's that that, that could be tough. Um. All right. So finish this off here. 12th overall pick. Who you got, Brandon? I'm between guys, man, right here. This yeah, is this is where this is where there's question marks. To me, there's two there's two real players that I go for here. I'm curious. To, to I know. I know you want me to say Chris Olave. I know you do. I know you yes. want that so bad. But I'm going to take Pickens ahead of him. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think prototype wide receiver one. I think he had a ho hum, you know, because of injuries. Every, everybody's a little salty on him, but the size. Catch radius, like everything about him screams wide receiver one. Um, I'm curious to see where he's going to go. I like the upside of, of Pickens. Um, I think that's where I would go at 12. Yeah, so so George Pickens, for those who don't know, he did tear his ACL in the 2020 season. So yep. he that affected his 20 the rest of his 2020 year, as well as pretty much yep. the entire 2021 year. 
He yep. did play in a national championship game, but he really he didn't do much. He really he didn't, didn't look great. Much, so yeah. yeah, but he's still young. He's only well, he'll yep. be 21 next year. Uh, he's yep. six foot three, 200 pounds. He had Perfect. an 18.5 breakout age, right? So this exactly. is a young player that we wanted that we that the football community had high hopes for, but he got the injury. Yeah. Um, I think this is the right pick. Uh, yeah. Now I was doing a rotowire mock and I chose Chris Olave over George Pickens at this exact spot. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth between these two players. Mm-hmm. I would just look if you got if you're picking at the 112, there's probably a good chance that you are the champion in your league. So do mm-hmm. you want like a nice safe player like Chris Olave, or do you want to just say fuck you to your league? Go yeah. draft this guy who could just absolutely be banging in the NFL. I'm yep. going for the upside of of George Pickens at this play, spot, and I don't hate it, man. I'm comfortable with that. I'm we, glad we you're play, with me. I'm glad play you're with me. To win the game, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, I get it. Like he could literally morph into a wide receiver two for you rookie year, and yeah. like yeah. very easily just on if he gets to the right squad. Like I just, I, I, I just like his size, speed, his BMI, everything about him. Like that. That's nice. Like I, I'm curious what he's going to run. Like. Yeah. I'm curious to see where he's going to run at. All right. That's so going to be interesting. This. Okay. So, so Matt Beck was talking shit. He's saying that's why real men draft their dynasty rookie draft pre-draft. I hear you. I think that's pretty apt, man. Like, dude, I hear you. The the best time to draft, I think is like a degenerate. Like this is like di- dynasty degenerates, right? Is between the combine and the NFL draft, man. Like that's Dude, that's I got to fun. see him at the combine. At least I want to yeah. see him side by side. I need to see that. Like, I really because you can just see how who's a hand who's really a snatch catcher yeah. who's a body catcher you're gonna see all that next to each other line after line rep after rep and that that to me tells me a lot and there's a lot of pressure at the combine dude like <laughs> that's yeah. a ton of ton of pressure you're gonna see these guys perform under that that's why I can't wait to see these quarterbacks man I can't wait to see these quarterbacks throw at the combine that is when you can really start telling who can sling it, who who can place the ball, and that that's that's going to separate the men, I think. What's going to be really interesting with a guy like George Pickens is that if he goes out and he, he's because he's going to have more time to heal, more time to get healthy, yep. and yep. if he goes and actually comes out and puts up a, a, a good combine numbers, yeah, I mean, you're he not, burns, you're not man. Gonna be, you're not, you're not going to get, be getting him at the 112. You're probably going to have to nope. have a conversation between him, uh, JMO, Jamison Williams. Like he's going to be probably in that threshold, but he'll definitively be around one pick. So it's going to be interesting, dude, man. I'm so right with you. look, we went through it. Um, we went through one round. It took an hour. No, we did one. I mean, that's about right. You know, we want to give the people what they want. We want to, we want to give these prospects their, their due course to talk through them, right? Because yeah. we're going to continue to learn more. We're going to continue to watch film on these guys. Get more comfortable yeah. with them because we're busy people. We unfortunately don't have time yeah. to really dive into the college season. This is it. This is time. So new information yeah. comes in as we get pro day numbers, as we get combine numbers. Like this is when we're going to really be able to solidify our round one. But round two, it opens up, man. So just to give the people a taste because we're not going to go there. You there go. But Let's do it. Let's some of my round two guys. Yeah. So some of my round two guys, this is just my really early comp. Okay. Or – um. My, my first pass around too. So pretty much actually all of our round one guys in it's in a different order, but those are my round one players. Every single one of these guys, not a single round two guy that I ranked didn't go in round one. This uh, when round one, because we're so, sharp, homie, because we're sharp. I think we're sharp. Well. Yeah. I think it's yeah we're pretty <laughs> dialed in. I think as of right now, yeah, but so right. just really quick, my rankings. Now this is 
subject change, but I've got Chris Olave, Kyron Williams, David Bell, Trey McBride. Okay. So that's, Dude, that's you... to me is a tier. Okay. Oh my God. That's, that's how I have it. Literally. And we haven't even spoken about it. I know. That's so awesome. Then the next, my next tier of guys, and this is, this was tough because I, I wasn't sure. I'm still trying to, trying to iron out where I've got my running backs ranked, but I've got Jerome Ford, Rashad White, and Tyler Algier. Those guys to me are kind of a, a, in a grouping. I, I'm still trying to rank them within that grouping. Um, and then I've got Desmond Ritter because I mean, there you go. This this is where Kyle Trask was going last year, mid to late second round. Desmond Ritter, depending on his draft capital, if he gets round one capital, he's he's a project. He ain't going round one. He's probably going round two. He's yeah, probably. I mean, uh, the big board has him at 46, so mid round two. You know, can see. Okay. But again, teams are hungry, right? What they are Detroit, very starving. Like they are starving Detroit right now. And takes a shot on him at, at 32 overall, and get that because. Getting that value is important. Oh, whoops. That fifth round year, that fifth year is a huge deal to these guys about quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. So, so then, I got, but then I got that that small to wide receivers: Jahan Doxson, Justin Ross, John Mechie, and then Jalen Tolbert round out my round two. And then round three: Christian Watson, Carson Strong. Okay, so see, um, I, have, I have Christian Watson firmly in round mid round two, firmly. Okay, I just love the profile. Are you I have him above, above like Justin Ross, John Mechie, like above those guys. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have him above uh, Wondell Robinson, Brian Robinson, Sky Moore. I have him above them. I have uh, Chris, uh, Rashad White's right behind Christian Watson as well. Um, he's a little lanky to me. Yeah. He's I, we Mike D likes him. Um, a so guys, a my, lot of people like him. A lot of people have my Rashad ears White. perked up a little bit when he when Mike D started talking about yeah. him a little bit. And Mike, I, I was just like, you know, Mike likes him. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. Are we gonna get into? We got it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. We so, got five. We can do five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to talk about a few of these players, I'm going to be on the Rotowire show tomorrow with Al. Uh, the show's going to come there out on go. Monday, but I'm going to be on the show tomorrow. Some of the the later round sleeper guys that I'm going to be talking about are Jerome Ford, Tyler Algier, and then at the wide receiver position, Wandell Robinson, Sky Moore, and John Mechie. Um, yeah. I, I, I would say that Rashad White's probably in that conversation. Tyler Algier's in that conversation. Tyler Algier. What do you like about Rashad, bro? Tyler Algier. I just holy shit. Tyler Algier. I like, dude. I, I, I. The more and more I watch him, the more and more I like him. I just want to see what he runs. Like, if is he a four six guy or is he going to be running, you know, low four five? Like, if he's running low four five, I'm going to push him up. Like, he can literally. He has zero fear, dude. Like zero. Mm. That dude runs through people. Um, I like that a lot. Just a taste for the people. Tyler Algier, uh, he's a running back at a BYU. Yep. He is 21 years old, 21.8. So he'll be 22 when the season starts. He's 5'11, 220 pounds. Okay. So Perfect. here's the thing that's just insane about him. Okay. All right. So he had 276 rush attempts, which is, that's a lot. That's he a had lot. 1,601 rushing yards, which was third in the NCAA last year. He had 23 total touchdowns, which was tied for first. He also had a 10% target share. With 28 receptions for 199 yards. This guy checks. He's an all around back, dude. He's yeah, all around so back. I have him above Rashad White. I like I like Tyler Azier above Rashad White just because of the build. Like I just think uh it's almost like Rashad Rashad White almost became was a wide receiver that turned into a running back. Like you can just see how he's just not built the the normal running back style look. Um that that makes yeah. me a little nervous. He looks like a Cordell Patterson when he runs. Back there, um, that's the kind of guy that Rashad White reminds me of. Um, but, dude, this kid, Tyler Azure, man, 
I think people, I think he's going to sneak up boards when it's time. Yeah. Because the reason, this is just my shot. opinion. Okay. So Tyler Algier was not yeah. at the senior bowl. Okay. But Rashad nope. White was. All right. Yep. We talked about Jerome Ford, who I, I still like. He's in this conversation. I like him. He's one of these, like, the yep. next tier of running back. Jerome Ford, he's not a plotter, but he's kind of more that plotter type profile, right? He's like, he's going to be yeah. your, your early down back, goal line back type player. Even though he's not huge, he's good um, in short yardage. Rashad White, he is electric. Okay. He's got good, electric, feet, smooth, yeah. and he's going to be quick, right? So when you talk about these unpadded practices, and those are the types of players that are going to jump out, right? But Rashad White, mm-hmm. I just, I mean, he's six foot two, 210 pounds, come from Arizona State. Six foot two is too very, tall, man. Like yeah. it's, 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 he's a tall running back. And yeah. the thing is, is that the Arizona State um, offensive line in 2021 ranked third in the nation. Okay. So he had a great line in front of him. So I'm just saying, it's this, this is where we're at. This is where we're trying to iron out these details. And this is what we're going to do for you people over the next couple yeah. of months as we get to like the draft season. We're going to figure out the nuance and we're really going to put definitive opinions on which guys are we taking because. In round two, round three of your rookie drafts, you want to go upside, man. And there's a lot of Always. sexy running backs and a lot of sexy wide receivers in rounds two and three. But there's always question marks. There's a reason these guys aren't round one prospects. So where, where, where? Do, one question: Where do you have? Where, where do you have a uh, Trey McBride at? Where's your line for him? Like, I haven't met. I, I literally have him at sixteen. Uh, sixteen. That's why I have him. Um, honestly, <laughs> after Crystal, no, after Crystal Lave, I have. Like Kyron Williams, David Bell, Trey McBride as kind of like a tier. So I would take Chris Olave ahead of all those guys. The thing is, though, is that um, would I rather go Trey McBride in the second round or Jalen uh, Wademeyer, who's probably going to fall to second round or round three, excuse me. So mm-hmm. I would almost rather take like the opposite of a Kyron Williams or David Bell and then pray that at 3.2, 3.3, Jalen Wademeyer falls. Because Jalen Wademeyer and Trey McBride are very similar profiles. So if they get if they both get draft capital, like these are guys who we don't advocate typically drafting rookie tight ends, but a Pat Fryermuth type, you know, like that range of outcomes where if he can get six, seven touchdowns, like that's what you want in your in your tight ends, right? Yep. If you don't go elite, if you don't have the Kyle Pitts, the the Travis Kelseys of the world, like you want a a tight end that can catch touchdowns. Both Trey McBride and Jalen Watermark can do that, and I think they can do that as rookies. So yeah. That, that's where it comes down to, right? If you, let's speak. Let's speak Trey McBride to the Chargers, baby. Let's speak it into existence. That would be amazing. Oh, baby. I would, you know who I would the Chargers? lose my mind. What? Mike Jacecki. There's rumblings yep. that Mike Jacecki and the Chargers are having. That, oh, my God. That dude's a freak. For, that dude's a freak. For all my dynasty like, stairs at Mike Jacecki, please go to the Chargers, baby. Yeah, that please. would be nice. Like, it, it, it's a it's very good fit. I think that would be okay. wonderful. One last thing before we get out of here. Michael Yeager is asking about his boy, Justin Ross. All right, so Justin Ross, uh, wide receiver. He really hasn't done much for the last couple of years because he had a neck injury. Um, Not scary, right? But he looks like he's going to be healthy. It looks like he's going to be available. He's entered the the draft, right? So uh, I can't take credit for this, but I've heard Justin Ross, if he falls to like 3.1 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, like Michael Yeager, your boys are teamed up. It's going to be Clemson 2.0. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars? I, I can see that. Happy with that, right? It really, honestly, it, it the combine is going to be huge for him. Like he needs really to is. clear. Yeah. Like he, like he really needs to convince these these teams that he's worth the risk. Um, right now, I have a big fat red flag next to him just because of the issues. But the talent's there, man. He had an early breakout age. Like he, the talent's there. I get it. Like 
I mean, he looked good, and he was playing with T. Higgins. Man, he he had a breakout age well, of uh, T. Higgins point seven. Yeah, drawing all the coverage. He, like, yeah, Justin Ross, <laughs> another big dude, six foot four, two hundred five pounds. That's nice. He, that's nice, marks, man. Like, yep. Hey, I, he might be he might be that guy that you steal in this in the late second round that turns yeah. into a superstar because of all these issues and everybody else is scared. So, yeah. like, in my opinion, second rounds are made to gamble with, baby. That's why I try Absolutely. and get a couple of them in that round because somebody's going to have a huge breakout out of there just because of concerns of health. And that is a guy – if I have multiple seconds, just, he might be one of them. them. Yeah, you're yeah. taking a shot on them. I yeah. have him as my uh, – currently, I have him as my wide receiver nine just after Jahan Dotson, just ahead of John Mechie and Jalen yeah. Colbert. So he's going to be in that's that where range, so. that's where he belongs. Yeah. That's where he belongs. That's where he belongs. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that's cool. just a taste. We'll, we'll have to do round two a little bit later. That was so. awesome. Yeah. Brandon, where do the good people find you? On Twitter, Brandon D. Adam19. Check it out. And, uh, you know, we, we're trying to get as much content out there for you guys as possible. Um, we'll be doing more and more and more. And maybe we'll do some midweek stuff soon. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for those who engage in the chat. Thanks for Matt. Thanks for Mike. Thank you, Boise Zay, for chiming in. We love your questions. That's why we're here. We do to talk to people. Um, if you like what hey, you listen to, if yeah, you like what you ahead. saw, I mean, with our mugs and everything like that, just you know, like and subscribe to this to this uh, to this feed. Please. It really helps us. It really goes a long way. And we just we want to continue to grow the grow the Flex Network community. So we appreciate it. Thank Give us a follow, listening. man. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Give us a follow on on YouTube. Where a podcast can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. Apple yep. Podcasts, yep. Spotify, Stitcher. Give us a there, good man. rank in there. It, it all helps. Absolutely. Like it honestly does. It and we're trying to grow this brand. And let's do it, man. Because we got some we got some great connections in this industry. And I think we. I think we're underrated for the kind of stuff we we talk about and put out. And I think uh, I think in the next year we're gonna start blossoming and people are gonna start go, really baby. paying attention. Yeah, we are podcasts for the people. So of course, yep. for Brandon, for Mike, I'm Flex Shane, and we are the Flex Network. This is the Flex. Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the 